Hey guys, hope you're having a really good week. I'm joining you here from Waterton, Alberta. I'm really close to the Montana border right now. And I gotta tell you guys, it's absolutely beautiful here. I'm I'm having this battle in my head whether or not Waterton or Banff, or even Jasper for that matter, is the nicer place. Which one is superior? And I guess the answer to that question is, um, it depends what you're looking for. It depends what you want. Um, if you're going to Waterton, the town is extremely small. Like, if you thought Jasper was small, Waterton's even smaller. Like, we're talking hardcore village type of vicinity. I think I saw, like, as of 2016, that's, like, the most up-to-date one I found, um, on Wikipedia there. I think it was, like, a population of 106 people or something like that. And I believe it because, literally, like, the 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 perimeter, or I guess the distance from one point of town to the next in Waterton is literally walkable within, like, 10 minutes. So I guess for that reason... Um, if you're a person that likes to party, if you're someone that likes to, you know, have a night on the town, Waterton maybe isn't your number one choice. But I gotta say, it sure rivals Banff and Jasper in terms of scenic views. And in fact, I would even go as far as to say that it has the upper hand in that category. Because when you come to Waterton, there's that beautiful scenery. Um, you have the Prince of Wales Hotel uh, on top of a hill overlooking the town. And then you have this beautiful lake that just goes all the way down south. And you can pretty much see, well, you can't see the actual border, but you can see the other mountains that start to form Montana and the U.S. So it's a really unique location. And the water's crystal clear. It's blue. It's beautiful. But um, another thing, too, actually, is... It's hard to find like a really nice hotel in, in Waterton itself because a lot of the hotels are actually outdated. Um, like the one we're staying in, for example. Um, it, it's, it's, it's nice. Like it's, it's good to, to shack up in for sure, but it's no, um, it's, it's no four or five star hotel you'd get in Banff, no problem. Um, yeah, some of the things here are outdated, but then again, here's the thing, here's the unique thing about Waterton, and this is where maybe some people, like myself for sure, can, can appreciate this. I, I like going to some place that's, um, a little less populated, not as busy with traffic and, and travelers. Waterton's really remote and kind of out of the way in a sense. So you're going to have a much quieter area to enjoy yourself in. And I think that's what I like most about Waterton. I mean, that's kind of the reasons why I like Jasper, but I mean, Waterton is even a smaller scale than Jasper. So it's pretty quiet around here. It's pretty peaceful. Um, we're here on the weekday. So, I mean, that could be a different story on the weekend. We're leaving Saturday. It's Friday right now. So, I mean, that could obviously change as soon as tonight, but it's a really small downtown strip that they have here. They got some stores. They got some nice restaurants. Um, overall, man, Waterton is a beautiful place to go and we took the cowboy trail to get here so if anybody not familiar with the cowboy trail um it, it's a it's a, a a highway on highway 22 um that starts um kind of when you pass Drayton valley and then it takes you on this beautiful weave all throughout the countrysides and plains of southern alberta very scenic very beautiful
And to kind of wrap up this part of this of the uh, the episode here, what really separates Jasper, Banff, and Waterton? Well, here's here's what we got here. We got Waterton takes the cake for scenic views for sure. For tourist attractions from a a modern um, civilized standpoint, like if you want like a really nice bump in town, maybe not Waterton. Jasper is a slight upgrade from that, but it's also got really nice scenic views. And then Banff, you know, you can't argue Banff. It's right by Calgary. It's in the heart of the mountains. It's got scenic views, but it's also got a really lively town of a couple thousand people. So there's a lot more um, tourist accommodation in terms of, of shops and restaurants. And perhaps, well, I would say there's probably a decent balance for things to do you know if you like your hiking uh if, if you like your shopping if you like to just sit on the beach like that's the other thing about waterton too is there's an actual beach that you can go sit on and enjoy yourself in you don't have to drive too far um when it comes to banff it's just just with banff there's like no real lake that you can go sit on and and get some sun at like right within the town waterton it's right along the water here so and Jasper, again, beautiful hiking, lots of attractions. So they all kind of have like the similar attractions. Yeah, sorry, cut out there. I had to cut just for a second because we had a lot of traffic right, right next to where I am. <laughs> That's the uh, some some of the uh, the trade offs that you have to watch out for when you're uh, recording something in public. So I'm just out in a parking lot right now, overlooking a beautiful mountainside. So it's kind of a unique recording studio to say the least <clears throat> excuse me anyways back to what we were talking about yes we're on the cowboy trail and it's absolutely beautiful um i highly recommend it we stopped in bragg creek actually that was kind of our first um order of business on that trip we stopped in this beautiful little hamlet called bragg creek it's been around there forever um, my mom wanted to go see it because she literally hadn't been there since the 1980s and you know it was a trip up memory alley for her which I was more more than happy to oblige with. We've talked about nostalgia millions of times on this uh, podcast, so we know the value of that. But uh, yeah, when we go to Bragg Creek, it's almost like a um, it's like a cowboy town. Like you know how, um, like in movies, you see how the downtown areas of the old western towns are situated. Like whether you see a saloon and they have those like um, unique looking buildings. It's hard to explain, but they're all wooden and they have like humps on their, like as their roofs and like weird shaped structures. Like just think, think of what a, an, an old 1800 saloon looks like. That's what the buildings looked like in Bragg Creek in like a real nice squared area, like a time square. And we just went there and we, we shopped for some nice little trinkets. And believe it or not, of all the things that you think you would buy there, guess what I bought? books <laughs> i bought a couple of books one about the celtics in uh, ireland the old ancient celtics and then a book about world war ii so kind of contrary to what you think i would buy there but i'm not done buying things yet we're still here in waterton now and obviously there's a few things you want to stock up on so you can have some memories to look back on i like doing that sort of thing when you travel somewhere that you haven't been before you know, you you, uh, you buy a couple of things here and there that's got its its insignia or icon of the town, and then 
you know, that's just something that you can hold on to and remember, you know what I mean? So I'm really sentimental that way. You connect to objects in a real spiritual way. Anyways, our stop was in Bragg Creek. Once we were done in Bragg Creek, we went to High River. High River, I got to say, you guys, um, it, it's a little hole in the wall in terms of being out of the way. It's it's not necessarily like too close to anything, although it's just a little past Calgary. So I guess the closest destination will be Calgary, maybe like a 40, 50 minute drive from there. But it's um, it's so beautiful, you guys. One thing I really like about High River is the history behind it. We went to a museum there um, that just kind of gave a layout of like the last hundred years or so of how High River plays a huge role in Alberta history. It was a big uh, a big area for the fur trade. A really famous author, W.O. Mitchell, was born and raised there, and he was a, hev- uh, a very um, influential part of the community wrote many books, and a very accomplished Canadian Canadian author. There was a huge section for him in that museum. And then, of course, actually, I don't know if anybody knows this, but there was a lot of cinema shot in uh, in High River. That old show, that old Canadian show, Heartland, was actually shot in High River. Um, I think there was a Clint Eastwood movie shot there. Um one thing I really didn't know that surprised me was the Christopher Reeve version of Superman. I think it was one of the movies back in the 1970s or eight or 80s. Sorry. Um, I think it was Superman two. I think some of it was shot in high river. So it was actually um, really unique to know that. And then they had old um, pieces of their, of their theater as part of a section in the, in the museum. They had their, their seats and then the old projectors that you would see from back in the day the ones that had the reel and all that so it was a really cool experience and I didn't even realize and they had a whole list of um, movies that were shot kind of like not necessarily in High River some of them were shot in High River but a lot of them were just kind of scattered about like in southern Alberta so you know you got all kinds of famous pictures with their names on it uh Jumanji, the next gen- the next generation, that second sequel to the first Jumanji, like like newer, not the not the old not the old one with Robin Williams, but like the new ones with Dwayne Johnson. The next level was shot uh, in Alberta. Obviously, you got The Revenant with Leo DiCaprio, and there were some Matt Damon movies in there. Like really like, interesting, something you wouldn't have known. If, if you uh, if you tried, <laughs> you have to look those things up or it just has to kind of find you. That's the beauty of going on trips like that. You're, you're going into it not really expecting anything other than what you're uh, acclimatized to, which is I'm just going there to hike and, and uh, see some beautiful mountains. And then next thing you know, you, you stumble across a town. It was always in our itinerary to stop in High River, but I, I wasn't going to think much of it. I just thought it was going to be a nice little place to to shack up at for the night and the next thing you know we just uncovered this uh insane amount of history and they even have a lot of their old buildings because high river is an old town um turn of the century old um they they have buildings from that era still standing like in their downtown vicinity they have an old sheriff department which you'll probably see some of those pictures on my social media at zane tomage um lots of old brick i love brick brick's a beautiful style so anyways, we stopped in High River. We t- had a nice look at their river. They have a nice little walking path around there. And then we obviously looked at a couple of shops. And then we moved on. 
we moved on. That's where we went uh, next was Waterton. So this is where we are now, and um, it's been a really interesting trip. And some word of advice. When you're going on a road trip, especially with your family, um, just have an open mind, you know, and be ready for anything. Because it's one of those trips where, yes, you have an itinerary to help guide your way. Physically, it's ideal to know where you're going. But mentally, you kind of have to leave that up for grabs. Mentally, you have to go in with no plan. Because you need to have your mind wide open to experience new, incredible things. And it can be as simple as reading a history book on your beaten path there. Whatever resonates most with you. We hiked... uh, bear hump mountain yesterday and we got to the very top my sister was terrified she thought there were bears around but we tried to tell her it's a it's a public hike it's nothing to worry about lots of people are are up and down the, the path so we get up there and again just another huge payoff we see as far as the eye can see we see the whole town we can literally see the united states from there and just absolutely gorgeous you know i mean that's obviously a physical guided path but um you know when you're when you're afraid of something or you don't want to do something because not everybody's a hiker let's be honest like not everybody wants to hike and and even when you do hike you get a little afraid because yeah you know you you have to be prepared as a hiker you really do even in the the simple hikes because there is wildlife everywhere i mean they may not be close by sometimes but there is a lot of wildlife and they can wander anywhere. So it's good to have your head on a swivel. And uh, But that can't stop you from having your mind open to like the final destination or wherever you get to next or the things that you might see along the way. Like we encountered some deer along the path. It was really cool. There's been so much deer actually like in town and on our paths here. So it's really good to appreciate like, the wildlife that and even some of the precious moments that nature gives you when you're not even expecting it. So... I mean, and as, as a photographer, oh my God, I do photography as a hobby, you know, when you get gifted those beautiful moments and those beautiful uh, pictures to snap something, like it's, it's hard to put into words. It's just, it's just a beautiful, beautiful experience, but your mind needs to be clear. You need to be open to those things and you have to be um, at the same time sort of ready Ready, but yet loose, if that makes any sense. I guess just be weary of your expectations. You know, whether it's a hotel that you're not too keen on or it's a it's a destination that you're not sure on, just be very open-minded because there's always going to be something you can pull out of it. No matter what. Even if the whole trip is a, is a bust. There's got to be at least one thing you can pull out of that trip that was worth value. But, I mean, obviously in this case, with my trip with my family, this has been awesome. I just know that some people might not be as, as hyped up to, to go from small town to small town to small town to get to this giant destination, which is that of the mountains. You just can't overlook the small things. Because I'll be honest with you, too. When we were starting this trip through the Cowboy Trail... I mean, obviously, I was excited. It was a vacation. Like, who can't get excited about a vacation, right? But when you think about the little pit stops you make along the way, it doesn't sound that appealing because there's a lot of, like, small towns in Alberta. And um, 
you know, while obviously home is home, like I used to live in a small town forever, but it's obviously grown into a, a relatively larger city now in Leduc, Alberta. But I just didn't really think much of, it's not that I have anything against ta- like small towns, but like I just didn't think much of that part of the trip. I was just really focused and dialed in on going to Waterton, getting to the mountains as soon as possible. When can we get there? And that was dangerous thinking because that could have overlooked the entire trip. You know, you could have sacrificed half that trip because like that's a good day or two of our trip is traveling through these towns. But thankfully, I turned things around and I saw the beauty of the preliminary steps to get to our final destination. And it really paid off. It really made me appreciate Alberta history and every municipality we have within our province and I can relate having come from at one point in time a small town and just seeing how these other small towns are starting to progress in the same direction actually too because all these towns are growing to an extent getting more modernized which is good in a way but I hope I like I I know that a lot of these towns appreciate history as well so they're going to preserve that which is good because I really love history and I want to make sure that we never forget our history i've been to mexico three times been to eastern canada i have a lot more places to visit don't get me wrong but never overlook your backyard in my case it's alberta wherever you're from there's hidden gems on your doorstep you just gotta drive have a look and look in places that you might not necessarily see and again it depends what you're into If you're not into history, this type of trip through the Cowboy Trail might not be for you. But either way, even if it's not for you and you still tried it, you can take something out of it. So just have have an open mind, everybody. That's pretty much the moral of today. One last thing, though, I wanted to end on. Um, We went and we saw the Prince of Wales Hotel. We went inside there and we had a delicious pre-supper we had a charcuterie uh, charcuterie board how do you say that word charcuterie charcuterie we had a delicious charcuterie board with cheese and and cured meats and even pickled vegetables it was good and that was the um kind of the equivalent to the bamps the bamp springs hotel that you'd see in banff waterton it's the prince of wales hotel old as hell i think it was established in 1926 if I'm not mistaken. And um, on the outside, it looks a little run down. Like as good as, as good as it can be because it's it's made of wood, right? And, you know, on the outside, it's, it's still pretty nice, but you can tell like, I mean, I know they want to keep some of the wear and tear on it to make it look obviously as old as it does. But on the inside, man, it's absolutely gorgeous. They got all the, the old trinkets, the old furniture, old everything in there, like from that era. Like that's one of my one of my most favorite eras. It's an interesting thing, actually. I talked to you about this with my with my sister and mom the other day. Just how like with those older generations, those older eras, like turn of the century type of years, and even eighteen hundreds for that matter. You think about how hard it must have been to live back then. Like a mindset of the day would just be to say to your family, "Okay, how are we going to feed ourselves today?" Or, in some cases, where are we going to stay? Bottom line, life was a struggle. It was hard It was hard to live back then. You had to be a real hard person 
a hard worker, you name it. Then you fast forward to today, how good we have it. Me, for sure. I'm spoiled as hell. And I'm grateful for that. But you think about their mindset. They're not thinking about like, oh my gosh, look at how beautiful this scenery is. Oh my goodness. Look at how gorgeous our house is. It's so unique. No. And they're not even probably thinking about people from back in the 1800s. If say like they're in 1902. They're not thinking about the history of 1800s. They're thinking about how am I going to survive today? Then you fast forward to us today, and we're sitting here looking back, appreciating their history and their architecture, their culture, their lifestyle, their way of life. But we have the luxury to do that. But it's also the the changing of mindsets, right? You go from um, fight or flight survival mode that they were in back then, and they don't really have time to appreciate the history, the art of all those um, previous years. I'm sure they had like artistic, you know, societies and and artistic ways. Every every um, every generation, every era uh, of of human history has has art, of course. But we just appreciate it in different ways. Whereas they were very much in the moment doing those sort of things. Here we are in modern history today, looking back very very far, millennia after millennia on these things because we have the luxury to do that a lot of us do we have the luxury to do such a thing because we're blessed and we have the time to sit down and actually take things in you ever thought about that i mean some people are just busy as hell these days like these days too and they just that's just not their their bag but when you got time on your hands like me (laughs) and you're artistic and you like history it's something to ruminate on and really appreciate because thankfully I'm not in a mode of survival right now. What was not even considered a thought back in 1902 is now a pure legacy with us today where we can appreciate it. The Prince of Wales Hotel, man. If you haven't seen it, I recommend you go there. If you like the Banff Springs Hotel, you'll like this one. An interesting fact to make note of too, while I have in front of me here, The hotel was actually named after the Prince of Wales. And the whole reason for that construction of the hotel was to entice him to actually stay at the hotel when he was in a Canadian tour back in 1927 when he visited the country. But he kind of stood them up. He actually instead opted to stay at his own ranch, which was supposedly nearby or something in southern Alberta. So interesting fun fact there. You can always find something. And just appreciate your history. Whether it's even your history, or your your provincial history, or your country history. Just um, learn to explore all aspects of it. And take certain things with a grain of salt, you know. You know, there's good history and there's bad history. But either way, we have the luxury of learning about it. That's that's our gift. That's our um, privilege. We get to learn about things because learning is power. Knowledge is power. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Anyways, everybody, I'm your host, Zane Tomich. Thanks again for checking in today. I am going to enjoy the rest of my trip here in Waterton. And uh, we'll catch you next week with a new episode coming out soon. Uh, have a great weekend. And uh, yeah, goodbye.